There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org slash heart. And here we go again. Hey, folks, and welcome to our little podcast. Welcome to the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And I hope you folks are having a great weekend so far. I know you queens are still down in San Diego celebrating your second month of pride. I know you girls Above and beyond everyone else, you are definitely having a grand gay old time down there in San Diego. Not that I am judging that, of course. No, I would I would never judge something like that. Okay, maybe just maybe just a little, folks. I just got a look from White Boy Malcolm X. He could smell that BS a mile away. Did you know, White Boy Malcolm X? Let me ask you, sir. Did you know that we missed International Non-Binary People's Day? That was on the 14th of July. Did you know, sir, that we missed celebrating with the funky pronoun set and wishing them a happy International Non-Binary People's Day? You did not. I didn't think so, sir, because I figured if you knew about International Non-Binary People's Day that you would have told me to make sure to mention that on the podcast. Clearly, folks, clearly, we did not mention that around the 14th. So I wanted to take a moment to wish all you people with the funky pronouns, you they, them folks, you fay, fair folks, you zizir, za folks, you they, ver, vis folks, and all you other folks with the other funky pronouns, happy belated International Non-Binary People's Day. I hope you all had a grand gay old time celebrating your funky pronouns. And if you non-woke folk out there are wondering why it is important to respect other people's pronouns, respect their need to feel different, even if they're doing exactly what all of their friends are doing, all of their social circle is doing, just like Michaela Kennedy Kumo, Michaela Kumo Kennedy, whatever that stupid chick's name is, If you are wondering why it is important to respect other people's pronouns, even if it's a huge pain in the ass to keep track of who has what funky pronouns, 
And I can imagine in liberal circles, that's probably a really big pain in the ass. Probably have to keep an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, John's pronouns are they, them. Susie's pronouns are zee, zee, za. Joan's pronouns are fay, fair. And on and on and on and on. But if you want to know why it's important, and you want to know from the woke perspective, folks, I went to the LGBTQ plus resource center at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Don't ask me why I was there, but they, folks, they have an FAQ where they asked that question. And of course, they answered it, which is the purpose of an FAQ. Why is it important to respect people's pronouns? Why, you might be asking? Well, here it is from those college kids, those hysterical brats on this college campus. This is why it is important to respect people's pronouns, even if you think they're just being a big pain in the ass. You can't always know what someone's pronouns are by looking at them. Asking and correctly using someone's pronouns is one of the most basic ways to show your respect for their gender identity. When someone is referred to with the wrong pronoun, it can make them feel disrespected, invalidated, dismissed, alienated, or dysphoric often all of the above. It is a privilege to not have to worry about which pronoun someone is going to use for you based on how they perceive your gender. If you have this privilege, yet fail to respect someone else's gender identity, it is not only disrespectful and hurtful, but also oppressive. Oppressive, white boy Malcolm X. It is oppressive to not use someone's proper funky pronouns. Quick question for you, White Boy Malcolm X, before we move on from our belated Happy International Non-Binary People's Day greetings to all those folks with the funky pronouns. Before we move on from this, quick question, sir. They are talking here about pronoun privilege. And I hope I just didn't blow out the microphone with those peace, those plosives, pronoun privilege. So here's my question, sir. And you might be biased because you are fake black. But what is worse, in your opinion, sir, white privilege or pronoun privilege? White privilege. Well, of course, I figured as a fake BIPOC folk, you, you would answer like that. But why, sir, why is white privilege worse than pronoun privilege? Because I'm sure to the funky pronoun set, pronoun privilege has to be worse. Because whitey sucks. (laughs) Of course whitey sucks. Everyone knows that whitey sucks. So your argument, sir, as a fake black person, capital B black person, by the way, your argument is that white privilege, because whitey sucks, which everyone knows that whitey sucks, white privilege is worse than pronoun privilege. Those folks, like you and I, white by Malcolm X, who walk around knowing that everyone knows our pronouns, even if you and I are big old queens. They know our pronouns even with that. Okay, well, I, well, I don't really disagree with you, sir. And I know you non-binary people out there are probably getting a little butthurt that we're saying that white privilege is worse than pronoun privilege. To you folks, where everyone has to revolve around you Everyone has to bow to your whims. Everyone has to use your special funky pronouns, has to memorize your stupid funky pronouns. To you folks, 
pronoun privilege is the absolute worst thing out there. In the scheme of things, if we are going to rank all the oppressiveness out there, and we have tried to do that several times here on the Miller Frost Show, especially during COVID when everyone was out there talking about how they were the most oppressed, they were the most disproportionately affected by the COVID. The BIPOC folk were out there going, oh, we have it so bad with the COVID. The queens were out there. We actually had a story or two about how the queens were out there complaining that they were getting the COVID worse than everyone else. You want to talk about a pissing contest of victimhood. COVID, folks, COVID showed us exactly, exactly who was affected the worst. They were all disproportionately affected by the COVID. But to my point, I know a lot of you in the tribe like to think you're the biggest victims out there. Your little cause du jour should be at the top of the hierarchy in the scheme of victimhood out there. But I would just say this to you folks in the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe who think this is the hill to die on. This is the most important cause out there. Just a thought, but I would say if the worst thing you ever have to face is that someone hasn't memorized your funky pronouns, if that's the worst thing you can bitch about, I know to you it's disrespectful, it's invalidating, it's alienating, it's hurtful, it's oppressive. If that's the worst thing that you have going on in your life, I would just say you have a really screwed up sense of priority. (laughs) A huge disconnect between a problem and what you consider the worst thing in the world. That is what I would call a first class, first world problem. Somebody forgets to refer to you as Zizir Za. That is a first world problem. You need to grow up just a hair if that is the only thing you have to bitch about in life. But, but anyway, happy belated International Non-Binary People's Day to all you funky pronoun folks. I hope you all had a wonderful day. I hope you had a grand gay old time celebrating your funky pronouns. But let's go ahead and move on. It is time to get into this podcast. And we are going to start off, folks, just like we've been doing as of late with our news headlines. And this first one is from Fox News. Beto O'Rourke group raises $600,000 for Texas Democrats in D.C. So, yes, folks, that feckless beta male from Texas, Beto O'Rourke, he is back in the news. And this has to do with those Texas Democrats that fled the state. They all hopped on a private plane, flew to D.C. just to avoid a special session of the state legislature, denying the state Republicans a quorum because they wanted to pass some new election integrity bills. Those girls, those drama queens, all hopped on a chartered plane and flew to D.C. Now, of course, folks, some of them brought the COVID with them, started to spread the COVID around D.C. a bit, but they wanted to raise about $1.5 million to pay for this stupid little stunt of theirs. So, Beta O'Rourke, that idiot... And we just had a story recently, probably a month or two ago, where this idiot wants to run. He's thinking about running for the governor of Texas. 
So I assume, folks, I assume that's why he took his wife's checkbook and wrote them a check for $600,000. He ain't got that kind of money. He's got to get it from wifey. She's the one with the pocketbook. Can I have $600,000? I want to buy some Texas legislators because I want to run for governor. She's probably like, oh, God, bless this idiot's heart. Sure, honey, here's $600,000 now. Go and play. Get out of my face. Go. Me and the girls are going to go out and have some fun. He ain't handing out that kind of money, even if it's not his money. Typical Democrat, typical liberal, buys off people with someone else's money. He's not doing that, folks, out of the goodness of his heart. Beto O'Rourke, he wants to be governor of Texas. Beto, bless your heart, dear. Bless your stupid, simple little heart. If you think that your $600,000, your wife's $600,000 is going to do anything to get you in to the governor's mansion in the state of Texas. From the New York Post, football argument between New York and Philly fan turns deadly outside cheesecake joint. And basically, folks, two guys get into an argument about football. One pulls a gun, shoots the other, the guy dies. And white boy Malcolm X, I would have to say that that has to be two straight men doing that. Would you agree with that, sir? Most definitely. Okay, yeah. I figured, folks, only a straight man would argue about football and get so pissed off about how the argument was going that they would pull out a gun and shoot someone over football. That is something only a straight man would do. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I'm sure that Queens will argue about football as well. Probably about how Tom Brady's ass looks better in a New England Patriots uniform than it ever could in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. Something like that. Who's the hottest football player? What strapping young stud in a football uniform turns them on the most? I have no doubt, folks, that queens will argue about football as well. But a queen is not going to pull a gun and shoot someone over an argument about football. That is just not going to happen. Now, a queen may bitch slap someone, might go, pow, slap someone in the face for disagreeing with them on football. But that's about the harshest thing a queen would do. A queen would be more likely to serve up some snarky comment Some queen disagrees with her about Tom Brady's ass looking better in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. Ah, well, I see what kind of bad taste you have. That's probably the extent of the argument right there. Snarky comment, maybe throw some shade, little stink eye, but that's about it. Like I said before, maybe, maybe a bitch slap, but that's as far as it goes. You straight men out there, though, you will argue, scream at each other, throw fists, shoot each other over a stupid football argument. Man, the hills people are willing to die on, literally willing to die on, arguing over a stupid football game, a sports game. If that's you, if you love to get into fisticuffs over an argument about football or hockey or maybe some baseball, nobody would really waste the time fighting over tennis or soccer or some other stupid sport. But if that's you, if that's the hill you want to possibly die on, have at it. Have at it. 
if that's what's important. But bless your hearts. Bless all your hearts for arguing and turning to violence over something so trivial as a football game. From Boston.com, a grizzly bear terrorized a man for days in Alaska. The Coast Guard saw his SOS. And folks, we have had to put out, I think two or three times now, we have had to put out warnings here on the Miller Frost Show about potentially rapey kangaroos. If you are new to the podcast, you may be wondering, well, Miller, Miller, what the hell is going on? Kangaroos are rapey? Yes, folks. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Kangaroos can be really, really, really rapey on occasion. We actually had a story which kicked all this off, and it was going on, obviously, down in Australia. That's where all the rapey kangaroos are. But this woman, this poor beleaguered woman, she was out for a jog one day, and this kangaroo eyed her up. That kangaroo had lust in her eyes like a teacher for fresh teacher bait. Teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait. Where, 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 where? Settle down out there, you high school teachers. There is no fresh teacher bait on the Miller Frost Show. I am just using that as an example. Calm down. But that kangaroo eyeing her up, kind of like, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, Kevin Spacey on a barely legal team. Or, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, James Charles eyeing up some underage kid playing video games on an online platform. So you know, folks, that that kangaroo was really, really, really eyeing that chick up. And that kangaroo, folks, stalked her. That kangaroo followed her around. That kangaroo actually jumped on her, pushed her down, and tried to hump her, tried to rape her. That woman ran to someone's house, got inside someone's house, and what did that kangaroo do? That kangaroo stood outside, and he was waiting for her to come out. He really, really, really wanted to tap that woman. And she theorized, folks, that the reason that that kangaroo got so horny, got so turned on for her, was because she was wearing Sarah Jessica Parker perfume. That perfume from Sarah Jessica Parker, that turned that kangaroo into a horny, rapist kangaroo. So I'm wondering, white boy Malcolm X, I don't know if this guy was wearing some sort of perfume like Sarah Jessica Parker perfume, or I guess men wear cologne these days. I don't know. I don't want to judge. I'm sure there are lots and lots of men who wear women's perfume because they, I don't know, identify as a woman with perfume. We're not going to judge that. It just is as it is. But I'm wondering, white boy Malcolm X, and you folks out there, I am wondering if grizzly bears are turned on by some sort of perfume or cologne that this grizzly bear was chasing this guy down to hump him over his cologne. Why else would a bear terrorize a man for days? I mean, if the bear's hungry, it can just go to the lake or the river, scoop up a couple fish, eat the fish. No, not this bear. This bear really invested a lot of time, several days worth, hunting and chasing this guy down. Thankfully, the Coast Guard rescued this guy, but I have to say, I cannot imagine that the bear was chasing this man down just to eat him. Bears may kill people from time to time, but they don't devour them 
It's not like an extra special dinner for them to eat a human. This bear wanted to make sweet love to that guy (laughs) over possibly maybe his perfume or his cologne. Something triggered that bear. So white boy Malcolm X, please make a note of this, sir. We have got to find out in a follow-up story what turned this bear on, what made this bear into a horny, aggressive stalker like it wound up being. I tell you what, though, folks, if it turns out to be Sarah Jessica Parker perfume that turned this bear on, this guy is out in the wilderness splashing on that Sarah Jessica Parker perfume, thinking that nothing will come of it, only to find himself terrorized by a horny, rapey bear. If it turns out to be that perfume, folks, I would actually have to feel sorry for Sarah Jessica Parker having created the only perfume in world history that turns animals into rapey aggressors. And that poor bear out there, just like that rapey kangaroo, got no satisfaction. (laughs) That guy escaped his clutches. He's like, damn you, Coast Guard. Damn you for taking my next lay. This next one is from 1945. And 1945, folks, is a website devoted primarily to the military. And here is this headline. China risks being pulled into Afghanistan's civil war. And from this article, folks, it looks like the Chinese, following the Russians, following the U.S., may be dragged into Afghanistan. China may have to deal with what we had to deal with and the Russians had to deal with before us. But what I think those folks over at 1945 are missing, because, of course, the assumption is that China is going to get stuck in the same quagmire as we did and as the Russians did if they have to go into Afghanistan. I just don't think people understand how the Chinese are going to do it, I would say, a bit differently than the Russians did or we did. The Russians, folks, they really just didn't have the military necessary to go in there and win that war in Afghanistan. They may have nuclear weapons, folks, but their military... It's kind of crappy. It's probably about three or four steps higher than the North Koreans. Just a bunch of junk that no one else really wants. When other countries want military equipment, they like to buy good old U.S. of A. (laughs) They like to buy our stuff, not those crappy Russian tanks and airplanes. They just did not have the military to do what needed to be done. On the other side, when the U.S. went in, the U.S. just didn't have the stomach to do what needed to be done to defeat the Taliban. As Rush Limbaugh used to say, the purpose of the U.S. military is to kill people and break things. That that is what the U.S. military is for. Kill people, break things. The U.S. just didn't have the stomach to go in there. The Israelis are in a similar situation with the Palestinians and Hezbollah and all the terrorists. What the terrorist set likes to do is embed themselves around kids, women, hospitals, schools. They like to be close to the general population. That way, if there's an airstrike, that way, if there's any sort of combat, and one hair on the head of an innocent person gets tussled in the conflict, the media will make a huge deal about, oh, the Israelis are targeting innocent people. You folks know the routine. The Israelis and the Americans have to go way out of the way, have to bend over backwards, do everything they can 
so that no innocent is inconvenienced in any way, shape, or form in the middle of combat. That is a crazy way to conduct warfare. I'm not saying go out and deliberately kill civilians, but this idea that no civilians can get injured in combat or you just can't have combat, that is basically just surrendering to the enemy at that point. You look at World War II, we carpet bombed the crap out of the Germans. We destroyed all sorts of stuff in Germany. We nuked the Japanese, not once, but twice. We did those things knowing that civilian casualties were an inevitability. Not now, though, folks. Oh, you can't respond if there's a possibility, if there's a 1% possibility that you might dirty up or muss up a child's hair in conflict. How many Americans have died in Afghanistan and Iraq because we had these stupid, politically correct rules in place for combat? We're only allowed to fight the enemy under certain circumstances. We can only do it if we're guaranteed not to hurt anyone else. Unless that can be guaranteed, no, the bad guys get away with it, not allowed to do a damn thing. The Chinese, though, folks, the Chinese have the military to get the job done, unlike the Russians. And unlike the U.S., they have the stomach to do what's necessary to get the job done. I would, I would dare say that the Chinese have no qualms whatsoever about burning that entire place down, killing every living thing in that dump of a country, if they have to, and they will not hesitate to do so if that's what they think needs to be done to settle that country down. So you Taliban in Afghanistan thinking, man, that was fun torturing the Russians. That was really fun torturing the U.S., dragging that thing out for 20 years. Let's have an encore. Let's torture the Chinese. You, you folks are idiots. If you invite the Chinese into Afghanistan thinking, ha, 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 we're going to do exactly to the Chinese what we did to the Russians and to the U.S. I'm telling you right now, the Chinese aren't going to play like the U.S. and the Russians did. They're going to come in and they will send whatever they have to send in there, whoever they have to send in there. And they, folks, they got a lot of soldiers they can send in there. And they are not going to stop until they get what they want. That's just how the Chinese roll. So you idiot Taliban, be careful what you wish for if you're wishing for the Chinese to invade your country, if that's on your wish list. From the post-millennial, Vogue says Jill Biden's star power will save faltering Olympic Games. And if you folks ever wanted to know what gaslighting looked like, this is it. Those dingbats over at Vogue, those snitty little prisses over at Vogue, trying to get all of us to believe that Dr. Jill Biden, stepping foot in Tokyo, showing up at the Olympic Games, Dr. Jill Biden is going to save the Olympics from itself. God help, God help the Olympics if Dr. Jill Biden is what is required to save it. And I can see them trying to gaslight us a little bit further. I'm sure like NBC News or CNN, they're going to go out, man on the street interview. Are you watching the U.S. Olympics in Tokyo this year? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm totally watching the U.S. Olympics. Why are you watching the Olympics? Oh, the only reason I'm watching the Olympics this year is because Dr. Joe Biden is there. Wow, she has so much star power. It's incredible. The Olympics, it's usually such a dump. Who the hell would want to watch it? But Dr. Joe Biden, she's in the audience. Oh, my God, I can't wait to watch the Olympics. I totally can see that happening, folks. Those idiots over at CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, you know, the places with the hysterical drama queen anchors and anchorettes, I can totally see them trying to spin the narrative that Dr. Jill Biden, she is single-handedly saving the Olympics. I don't watch the Olympics. In fact, we have not watched the Olympics, White Boy Malcolm X and I, we have not watched the Olympics since it started, what, I don't even know, a couple days ago, something like that. I used to watch the Olympics from time to time. Sometimes it's interesting. I do like to watch the competitions, but I have to say, the human interest stories that they show, all the athletes and their stupid stories about how they had to struggle and sacrifice to get where they were, their parents had to struggle and sacrifice to get them where they are. I could care less about any of that kind of crap. I remember this was, let me think, so 2008, the 2008 Olympics, because I was living in L.A. at the time. That's how I remember it. Michael Phelps, he was there, and I guess he won a huge number of medals that year. And I remember between competitions, they interviewed some guy who made shoes for Michael Phelps. I guess he's a really tall guy. I guess he's got really big feet. I guess he needs custom-made shoes. Do I care what the guy who makes Michael Phelps' shoes thinks about the Olympics, thinks about Michael Phelps, thinks about his shoes? No, I could care less about Michael Phelps, about his feet, his shoes, or the guy who makes his shoes. Could care absolutely less. Nothing against Michael Phelps. I'm sure he's a nice young man. I know he's a great swimmer. But other than that, I could care less. Now, I know that a lot of people out there, they eat that crap up. I'm sure there are people out there who DVR'd the interview with the guy who made Michael Phelps' shoes. Watch that thing a couple of times. That's how invested they were in the life of Michael Phelps. And we talked about that on the last couple of podcasts. These people who have to interject themselves into celebrities' lives because that's the only life they're interested in. They don't really care to live their own life. They just want to focus on someone else's life. All these people getting into the middle of Britney Spears' drama. You know, yeah, Grandma Madonna, she had to put herself in the middle of that. Oh, look at me, I'm Madonna. Pay attention to me again, please, please, please. But that kind of stuff, knowing all that about someone's private life, knowing the good, bad, and ugly about an Olympic athlete, I could care less. Now, as a big old queen, the only thing I like about the Olympics are the eye candy. I am not going to deny that if I watch the Olympics, it's for the competition, but it's also for the eye candy. You straight people out there, don't you judge. I know you do the exact same thing. The men do, I'm sure. They love to watch the gymnastics. They're like, oh, look at that young lady. Look at her riding that horse. I get it. I know how you straight guys are. You high school teachers, I know you're watching the men swimming and diving just like the queens are. You're watching 
You want to see that fresh teacher bait. Although, I guess they're probably too old for you high school teachers. And for you, James Charles and Kevin Spacey, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. But you can fantasize. I get it. I know how you folks are. And white boy Malcolm X, do you know if Bob Costas is still doing the Olympics? No clue. Okay. I do not know that either. But even if I had an inclination to watch the Olympics, even if I got into all that garbage about people's private lives, I would not watch it even if I wanted to because Bob Costas and that nasty ratty toupee he wears, folks, he creeps me out, I have to admit. Bob Costas, to me anyway, he just looks like a weirdo, especially, again, folks, with that nasty ratty toupee on his head. He looks like the kind of guy, in my opinion, he looks like the kind of guy who wears a trench coat standing near a school playground with his hands in his pockets. That is how I picture Bob Costas looking like a creeper, eyeing up some underage girl. And that toupee doing the same thing right alongside him. So if you folks out there, if you are so starstruck with Dr. Jill Biden that it's drawing you to watch the Olympics, if you folks are out there watching the Olympics because you love the human interest stories, or if you're just there to enjoy the competition or the eye candy, we are certainly not going to judge that here on the Miller Frost Show. At least the eye candy in the competition part. But if that's your thing, that floats your boat, you have fun with that and let me know how the eye candy is. This one's another one from Fox News. Dr. Dre to pay nearly $300,000 per month in spousal support. Dr. Dre. So Dr. Dre, now he and his wife were married for, I think about 24, 25 years. I think that's what the article said. But Dr. Dre has to pay that woman $300,000 per month. Their kids are grown and out of the house. It's just her. And she's now got $300,000 a month. She can piss away every single month, month after month. And why? Because guess what, folks? The next month, she gets another $300,000. Man, I don't know what you could spend $300,000 on Every month, month after month after month. I'm sure you can probably find some new and creative ways to spend some money. But that is a lot of bank. That is huge bank to piss away every month. Now, she wanted $2 million a month. That chick must really, really, really love Tiffany. Love buying herself a lot of diamonds. That and expensive clothes on Rodeo Drive. But Dr. Dre, he doesn't have to pay the $2 million. He just has to give her 300000 And on top of that, he also gets to foot the bill to keep up their houses, I'm sure their mansions, in Malibu and Pacific Palisades. Pacific Palisades, folks, if memory serves me correctly, that is just north of Santa Monica. And Malibu, that's a little farther up the coast. They're kind of like Patrice Kong Coolers and her wife. They are disrupting white supremacy by owning a lot of houses in Los Angeles. I don't know, folks. I do not know if those are the only two houses they own. I suspect not. I bet they got I bet they got enough homes to make Patrice Kong coolers really, really, really jealous of the fact that she only has four properties and Dr. Dre and his ex-wife 
or a strange wife, they've got more than her. So Mrs. Dr. Dre or Mrs. X Dr. Dre, whatever your name is, you enjoy that $300,000 a month, dear. Jesus Christmas. That is a lot of boy toys to keep up, honey. Now that you've gotten rid of that old Dr. Dre, you can go get yourself a real stud, just like Melinda Gates and Mackenzie Scott, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. You can go out and get yourself a boy toy or two. Although I suspect Dr. Dre was probably about five times the man that Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates ever hoped to be. I'm sure that Mrs. Dre, or soon to be Mrs. X Dre, I'm sure she didn't complain about Dr. Dre not being a man, a man's man, unlike the other two soy boys, Bill Gates, that that Lothario in Seattle with all, with all the stupid hookers, and then Jeff Bezos. Man, he likes to walk around like he is a stud. No, not on your life. So Mrs. Dr. Dre, again, enjoy, enjoy that $300,000. Enjoy spending that money and have yourself a grand Gay old time on Dr. Dre's bill. And for our last news headline, folks, this is from those girls over at Queerty. Bisexual neo-Nazi who called for the extermination of queers gets lengthy prison sentence. A bisexual neo-Nazi, white boy Malcolm X. And folks, this guy's name was Andrew Dymock. Andrew Dymock, the lazy bisexual and a neo-Nazi. So he was a Jew-hating, homosexual-hating neo-Nazi who happened to be a lazy bisexual. Folks, Andrew, again, a lazy bisexual, Andrew Dymock wrote a missive. And that missive is called Homosexuality, the Eternal Social Menace. Yes, white boy Malcolm X, Eternal social menace. Homosexuality. You and me, sir. We are an eternal social menace. Apparently. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. (laughs) Folks, of all the insults that we have to live through, as a tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, of all the insults that we have to live through, of all the insults that white boy Malcolm X and I me especially, have to live through. Having a lazy bisexual. And why do I call them lazy bisexuals, folks? Because they will do anyone. That is why I call them a lazy bisexual. There is no standards to being a bisexual. Oh, I'll do anyone. That is why I call them lazy bisexuals. But to have this lazy bisexual, this idiot, calling homosexuality an eternal social menace, that really, to me anyway, that takes the cake. (laughs) Of all the insults, white boy Malcolm X, to have a bisexual complaining about homosexuals. And if you think about it, folks, this stupid, lazy bisexual, he is, technically speaking, theoretically, he's a part-time homosexual. If he is a bisexual... He's banging other guys, or he's getting banged by other guys. So technically, sometimes, he's a homosexual. If, according to Andrew Dymock, homosexuality is an eternal social menace, 
is a lazy bisexual, like this stupid idiot neo-Nazi bisexual, are they half the social menace if half the time they're out there getting banged by some other guy? If anyone, folks, if anyone is a social menace, I would argue it's a lazy bisexual, not the queens, not the lesbians. We at least have standards. We at least say, I'm only doing certain people. Not a lazy bisexual. They will do anyone. They don't care what the sex is. They'll do anyone. Maybe, folks, maybe a pansexual is more of a social menace than a lazy bisexual. What is a pansexual? A pansexual, folks, is just a snooty bisexual. They will still do anyone. They just don't want to be known as a bisexual. That is why they rebranded. It's kind of like bisexual 2.0. Pansexual, distinction without a difference. They'll still do anyone. I just wonder, white boy Malcolm X, and you folks out there, Andrew Dymock, he is going to jail for apparently a long, 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 long time. I suspect it is not a co-mingled jail. I suspect he is going to be surrounded by men. Well, good for him in the sense that he's bisexual. He is a lazy bisexual. He will do anyone. So he can do half the prison if he wants. Kind of like Ronan Rubenstein getting banged by half the guys in L.A. Something like that, just locked up in jail. At that point, though, because there are no women around, well, theoretically, anyway, you could have a couple of them in there who identify as women. Penis or not, they're still women. But Andrew, depending on the prison and depending on the prison sex, could wind up being the homosexual he despises. He could wind up being the very thing that he hates the most. So, Andrew, if you are listening to this podcast right before you go to jail, or if you're in jail, you got nothing better to do than just service your roommate and listen to podcasts. If you just happen to be listening to this podcast, you have fun in prison. Have fun being a homosexual (laughs) in jail. And please don't hate yourself too much for becoming that which you hate the most. Okay, now that our news headlines are over, it's time for our news quick hits. And how is this one from PJ Media? A shocking number of college graduates wish they had been taught more life skills. Uh Uh-oh, adults who don't know how to adult? Let's find out more. Here is a poll quote. Remember when Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, otherwise folks, known as AOC, or that ditzy bartender with the IQ of an olive. And I apologize if you are an olive out there listening to this podcast for that comparison. Anyway, let's pick that back up. Remember when AOC was amazed by a garbage disposal and the idea that you can grow food in the ground? Many of us tittered and guffawed. As it turns out, she was not an anomaly. Now that, that is pretty terrifying to me. But I digress. According to a poll from SWNS Digital, 81% of college grads wish they had been taught more life skills before graduation. Instead, they learned the importance of pronouns. (laughs) Now that opening to this podcast 
could not have been more prescient on that front, and social justice activism. It seems that many students leave a college clueless about budgeting and what to do when you can't afford DoorDash. In other words, folks, in other words, the adults who have no idea how to adult now want to figure out exactly how they should adult. They don't know, folks. They do not know, apparently, how to balance a checkbook or have other basic life skills. Well, I mean, maybe not the losers who like to go to Disneyland all the time. And we reported on them on this podcast, I think about a week ago. Those folks, they do not want to adult. They just want to go to Disneyland all the time and pretend they're still a kid. Maybe not them. Maybe not those weirdos. You know, the ones who live in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, their Playstations, reading comic books, masturbating to Marvel movies, freaking out their parents, freaking out the neighbors. Those folks, you know, mom is still doing their laundry. Mom is still going out there, buying them their Hot Pockets or whatever stupid groceries they want. Mom is taking care of that side of it for them. Dad, he's probably, he's probably paying for the car insurance maybe even the car, definitely providing the health insurance since that lazy little bum doesn't want to take care of that himself. Those folks, the Disneyland folks, the weirdos living in their parents' basement, they could probably care less on learning how to adult. They don't have to learn how to adult. Someone else does all the adulting for them. I think that's why they used to have like home economics. Back in the day, Back, I remember when I was in junior high school, and that was, uh, I think, 83 to 85. They They had, like, shop for the guys. The guys got to learn how to use tools. The girls had, the girls had home economics. I know in today's society, those type of classes are too gender stereotypical. We gotta get rid of things like that. We can't be teaching that kind of stuff. People might get butthurt about it, so we got to get rid of those type of classes. I'm sure they did. I'm not in junior high school anymore. I don't have kids, thankfully. And I'm sure some of you folks are out there going, yes, Miller, we are so thankful you didn't bother to reproduce. But I don't have kids that age, so I don't know if they're still teaching that stuff. I guess not if people are getting all the way through college, 22, 23 years old, and they don't know how to adult. I guess it was fun having mommy and daddy take care of everything for you. You never had to think about doing anything. The only thing you had to worry about was going to class, getting indoctrinated into woke stuff, going to parties, having fun, rinse, repeat. That was pretty much your life in college. Mommy and daddy took care of most things. You just had to deal with getting indoctrinated, getting drunk, sometimes getting laid, getting a little sleep, rinse, repeat. Now they go into the real world. And thankfully, folks, Thankfully, it has not become one huge safe space like those woke folk on the college campus want to make every place in the country where you can't escape a college campus because the U.S. becomes one big giant college campus with the woke folk running things where safe spaces are everywhere and everyone has a chip on their shoulder and nobody knows how to adult. Probably why so many of them are leftist activists. Because government is there to take care of you. I don't know how to pay for my student loans. That's okay. We'll find some other schmuck to pay for it for you. We'll make the taxpayer 
Those dopey idiots will make them pay for your stupid student loans so you don't have to pay back your worthless women's studies degree or LGBTQ studies degree or BIPOC studies degree from some stupid private college that cost you $250,000 plus. I don't know how to pay my mortgage. I don't know how to pay my rent. That's okay. We have the government for that as well. You don't know how to pay for your own food? That's okay. We got the welfare for that as well. These kids, having had everything handed to them from the time they were born, their parents did it for quite a long time, and now they want Uncle Sam and AOC and all the other liberals up on Capitol Hill. They can be mommy and daddy now. I guess I should say it's a good sign that some of them, that 81% of them, wish they had been taught something other than, you have to respect someone else's pronouns. You have to be woke or we're going to cancel you here on this college campus. I guess that's a good sign-ish. I hope, possibly, maybe. You never know. Time will tell. We will see. But you kids out there who don't know how to adult and who actually want to adult, good luck trying to figure all that stuff out. Folks, I was so ready to adult. I have to say, I, I cannot wait to be an adult. I was like... I moved out on my own about 2021. I was still in college, but I wound up getting an apartment, getting a job to pay for that apartment, to pay for my own food, to pay for, well, I didn't pay for my college tuition. My parents did take care of that. Thank you, Mama Frost. Thank you, Daddy Frost for that. But I paid for everything else. I had a car. I had a car payment. I paid for gas. I paid for insurance. I paid for my food. I paid for my rent. I paid for everything. I learned to adult early because I wanted to adult. I did not want to live in my parents' cocoon. As much as I love my parents, that did not interest me in the least. I was ready to get out into the world and to adult. White boy Malcolm X, on the other hand, living off his parents, living off that lovely trust fund that pays for his lifestyle. (laughs) Mostly, kind of, sort of, possibly, maybe. No, white boy Malcolm X. He does work hard-ish. But you kids... Good luck with the transition. Keep listening to the Miller Frost Show. If it's one thing I can do, folks, it's help you adult. Learn how to adult. So you kids keep tuning in and you will be adulting before you know it. And for our last news quick hit, how is this headline? Right-handed man almost masturbates to death. Medical case study. So let's find out more about how to masturbate to death. Here are some poll quotes. This fellow redefined mind-blowing sex after he suffered a life-threatening stroke while repeatedly masturbating. Now medical experts are saying he's lucky he escaped the ultimate unhappy ending. The unnamed 51-year-old right-handed man from Japan admittedly enjoyed pleasuring himself several times a day, according to the new case study published in the Journal of Stroke and Cerebrovascular Diseases. Now, I have to say, folks, that the last thing I would ever think about when I think about the Japanese would be a high sex drive. That is just, that is just not what comes to mind when I think about the Japanese. I have spent a lot of time in Japan, folks. I do not see them as the type that goes home and takes care of business a couple times a day, every day. That's not what I picture when I'm thinking about the Japanese. Maybe the Germans. 
We did have that story about ex-hamster on last Wednesday's podcast. Those Germans, those kinky Germans, they like to go on to ex-hamster. And no, folks, I have not gone on to ex-hamster to see what's on that website. Not even for this podcast am I going to have that in my search history. No, but I can totally see the Germans or the French or the Italians, definitely those virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll, playing with themselves a couple times a day for sure, playing with their Pokemon cards, the Playstations, all that other weird stuff. I can see them doing that as well. I just can't see that with the Japanese. I guess it happened, so it's possible, but 51 years old, white boy Malcolm X, this guy, this serial masturbator, he is our age, sir. We have got to watch out for this sort of stuff at our age. It's funny because, well, I guess this is not really funny, but it's funny in the sense that there have been a number of articles that talk about the health benefits, the exercise benefits to having sex. I suppose that's true, but I guess you can have a stroke or a heart attack doing that. I'm sure quite a few people do. I guess if you're going to have a heart attack or a stroke, that's probably the way you want to go. While you're having fun doing whatever with yourself or with your partner, what have you. But you middle-aged folks out there like White Boy Malcolm X and I, or if you're a queen like White Boy Malcolm X and I, you old queens, right? We're middle-aged, but we're still old queens. You folks be careful out there when you're doing something to yourself or your partner. Well, at least they go out with a smile on their face. Man, that is something to think about. Okay, folks, now that we are done with our news quick hits, it's time for our news stories. This time, though, we only have one story. I'm sure this podcast is long enough. Yes, White Boy Malcolm X, it is a smoking gun story. Unfortunately, though, unfortunately, it is not in Florida. Iowa, but we can make do, and here's the headline. Cops, suspect made dopey Google search. Iowan 53 sought answer to pressing question about meth. Let's find out more about this Iowa meth junkie. While in custody and declining to take field sobriety tests, an Iowa motorcyclist suspected of drug driving googled how long meth stays in your system after initial consumption, according to an arrest report. Police say that Robert Perez, 53, was riding a stolen Kawasaki motorcycle when pulled over last night in Iowa City. Perez, cops allege, was making nonsensical actions while driving the motorcycle, which was listed as stolen in a law enforcement database. So, so white boy Malcolm X. First, no, we are not going to do a reenactment of this. (laughs) No, heaven forbid. This is not something I want to touch in the reenactment, but Robert Perez, 53, gets high on crystal meth, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, gets high on crystal meth, steals a motorcycle, cracked out on crystal meth, and is, I guess, driving around like an idiot in Iowa City, (laughs) cracked out on crystal meth on a motorcycle. I don't know what kind of nonsensical actions one can make high on crystal meth while driving a motorcycle, but this guy, Robert Perez, at 53 years old, He's doing it, whatever the heck it is. 53 years old, doing crystal meth, riding a motorcycle. Folks, if that's not a death wish, I don't know what that is. 
When questioned by an Iowa City Police Department officer, Perez claimed that a fellow meth user loaned him the vehicle. Perez, however, was unable to provide a name or address for the motorcycle's purported owner. This guy lies like my ex. Perez, who reportedly admitted injecting meth five hours earlier, had multiple syringe caps in his pockets, police noted. Though he agreed to take a breath test, which detected a .00 blood alcohol content, Perez refused all field sobriety tests. While at the police station, and apparently still in possession of his phone, Perez was witnessed by another officer googling how long meth stays in your system after initial consumption, Officer Daniel Bozen reported. And I can see him, folks. This guy, cracked out on crystal meth, got his phone out there, and he's probably typing this in, turns to the police officer. Okay, wipe him, Michael Max. Yes, this is kind of a partial reenactment, but this guy's typing this into his phone. He probably turns to a police officer and he's like, uh, how do you spell initial consumption? Popo's probably like, use it in a sentence. He's like, how long meth stays in your system after initial consumption? That, that folks, that is how I see Popo knowing that this guy is typing that into his phone. Investigators subsequently secured a search warrant to draw blood from Perez. The sample has been sent to the state crime lab for testing. Perez, who has two prior operating while intoxicated convictions, so yes, folks, this is not his first time at the rodeo, was charged with theft, driving under the influence, and driving with a suspended license. He was booked into the Johnson County Jail, from which he was released today at 9 a.m. I don't know about Iowa, folks, but I know I can pretty much state for a fact that all of that in the state of Florida, misdemeanors. (laughs) That would be what those were, just a slap on the wrist, a very minimal punishment, all misdemeanors, driving a stolen motorcycle strung out on crystal meth. And again, white boy Malcolm X, no reenactment. I think that story speaks for itself. Meth head, stolen bike, acting like an idiot, busted, story done. We good? Okay, that's what I thought. So on that note, since I cannot top a middle-aged, cracked out, methed out Iowan driving like an idiot on a stolen Kawasaki motorcycle, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on today's podcast of The Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a great start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.